Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. The second captain's world service. It is not war and death and famine. It's not that at all. It's the opposite of that. It's to persuade the world outside of that. That's why sport's important. Tonight, at Talca Park, one of the biggest names in Irish football history will take charge of his first game as a manager. Is it the start of a long and glorious new chapter in Damien Duff's career in football? Or will he get swamped by the reality of trying to restore Shelburne? to their former glories. To be honest, I haven't got a clue, which is what makes it exciting. This could go one of two ways. Murph, how are you? Hey, Owen, how's it going? I mean, there's always in between. It could be that he has a reasonable management group, probably the most likely, you know, some ups, Mm. some downs, all that kind of stuff. But if you're to take the two polar opposites, what's more likely to happen? I don't know. I like to think... I like to think it's going to go well for him. Duffer spoke to the media this week and he he, he performed impressively as he always does. Mm. Didn't sound under any illusions about the difficulties involved with being a manager. Something he spelled out in graphic detail, in fact. Everyone's problems is my problem, I guess. So I'd, mm. I'm going to take the job early November. I haven't had one day where it's just been a clear, easy ride. Every day there's some shit to deal with. Um, more often than not, more than one piece of shit. Mm. Uh like I remember Brendan saying to me at Celtic management is all you're always knee deep that's what he was saying you're always knee deep in shit and it's about uh, some days it goes up to your waist to make sure it doesn't get to your neck and I can totally see that and I'm not comparing Shelburne to Celtic but I'm just talking about management as in fucking a lot of people I guess rely on you rely on you you know I actually I would like Brendan Rogers more if he just came out with that kind of stuff publicly Mm. You kind of feel like Brendan, forget about the, the positive veneer. Like he's, you know, everything's so sunny side up at Rogers. Whereas just tell the media what you told Damien Duff hmm. that football manager is about being covered in various amounts of shit at all times. And yeah. I would, people would love you. Duff, you're fucking shit. You, man. Can, you were concerned that uh, Damien Duff was going to be swamped by the reality of uh, football management. I was like, well, chance to be a fine thing. It sounds like it's shit that he's going to be swamped in, not anything else. Yes, it could be actually. Um, maybe he's a bit too realistic about it. Maybe he, yeah, he might. <laughs> maybe going in with that hat attitude actually is a bit, bit on the other beat. hand how many years are we away from the big cosmetics hmm. actually selling us our own shit back to us as uh, some sort of skin revitalised I mean how far away are we on I yes. don't think we're that far away so maybe you know uh, there is an upside to be to being covered in shit at all times uh, we'll uh, we'll watch that one closely well, no we won't we'll watch it from as much of a distance as Humanly possible. Although Snade and Brano did watch Duffer closely. They were both at the press conference and they were in good form themselves on the World Service this week. You kind of actually feel as if the reason why he's throwing himself into it is because he needs it. He kept on talking about needing that focus and not letting, not, not having that bargain set in and turn into having a few bottle, a few glasses of wine. He was saying before as well. And like he just needs to have this 
focus and throw himself in and like speaking to players around the preseason and what they've been doing and the work that they've put in they've been relentless they really have like it's been doing. overplayed a bit Dave like every club's done a preseason. <laughs> every, every every club ha- every club I, I've just been it. hearing about Damien Duff's preseason all, all, all week it's like okay where, where, where did you hear about it? Was it, I heard it from you and what, was that because I was talking about Damien Duff yeah, yeah, okay. okay. Yeah. I heard he I heard he we're going to be talking about other clubs there. Like, I heard I heard he had them in with the with the army, Dave. Yeah, and in fairness, his rationale for it was and he kind of said it himself was he want it wasn't about just running the lads for the sake of it. And that was something that even one of our players had said it was about finding out because he had bought so many new players, he wanted to find out about what would come out of him in terms of leadership and the different characters and like it hasn't even just been that like he's he's literally been driving lads to move into places and like moving their furniture in for them and like it was put to me is like lads feel as if he's doing so much for them but he's not kind of like reminding them about it and rubbing it I don't know about their faces but throwing it at them saying I'm doing X, Y and Z like they just feel as if they have someone there who they can rely on a little bit Yeah he is right in this Duffer trying to get trying to get a roof over his players heads for starters David Snade and Kevin Brannigan on the show this week Champions League week as well there's loads of coverage of that also Ken giving out about Antonio Conte giving out about Spurs lack of ambition in the transfer market my question I've took a question to Antonio Conte is are you going to be a four time loser you're playing against Man City this weekend is it going to be is it going to be four defeats on a row are you going to get sacked actually before you have time to storm out is that is that a possibility that's a, that's what that's the immediate problem for Conte but the bigger question for Conte is why didn't you just join Newcastle like, what do you, do you not read the newspapers? Do you not keep up with the news in the industry in which you are one of the most highly paid participants? Like, I mean, how did you not join, how could you not have seen that Newcastle was obviously the club that you should have taken over? You know, because you're a guy who wants to throw around money and wants to have everything his own way. And Newcastle would have been able to give you exactly those two things. They would have been they would have been delighted to give you exactly that. Those guys don't have a clue what they're doing. They'd be delighted to have someone come in and Literally, shout please. and roar in their face and this is what has to happen and <laughs> Take this is what has to happen and they'd be like, Absolutely, like they're actually be crying with happiness as you dominated them, you know, and just get here's the money. Just please do whatever you want. Get onto your people in Italy, you know. Just get out get your football family together, you know. La Familia Conte. Let's let's uh magpie the shit out of this. So as always on the World Service, plenty for all you football fans out there to get stuck into if you want to become a member right now. Why? Why just one? Why limit yourselves to one football podcast when there's so it much? It seems more? like a cruel and unusual punishment. I mean, life is short. You it's but a small percentage <laughs> of the football output over the course of the week. So what else? Yeah, we also had a fascinating chat today about Camila Valieva, the 15-year-old figure skater. She helped Russia win gold in their team event. But the very next day, news came out that she tested positive for a banned heart medication arising out of a sample taken ages ago, back in Christmas Day. The Russian anti-doping agency initially suspended her. They then reversed that decision. That reversal of the decision was appealed to the Court of Arbitration for Sport, who decided that she could continue competing. Right, So they ruled that banning her from Olympic competition would be unfair. Um, in part because of her age, it would also cause irreparable harm to Valieva. Although a lot of people are now pointing out the harm of putting a 15-year-old kid out there to compete with all this going on is fairly notable too because she ends up making a total mess of her routine, repeatedly falls over. She's totally distraught, beyond distraught, after going from first place all the way out of the medals in the final routine. Her coach, uh, Terry Tutberidze, greeted her afterwards with the words, why did you stop fighting? 
which was uh, which is really nice. This fairly callous reaction is a bit less surprising when you hear Sinead O'Carroll outline the history of this particular coach. Her camp has been like it's an open secret. She abuses emotionally and physically her girls like she asks them to train on broken arm with broken arms and broken legs they notoriously their diets are powdered nutrients and very very small amounts of food no water at competitions um her skaters basically flame out once they're not teenagers anymore so um, back in Sochi Lupnaskaya um won the gold she disappeared she talked later about her anorexia and her eating uh, disorders uh, Zagitova at the last Olympics she was 15 and you know she's retired now because she couldn't do quads and she said her body wouldn't be able to do quads she'd have to lose three kilos to be able to do quads she's 19 years old you know so so from a obviously athlete welfare point of view this is a situation that you can't condone and then just if you want to talk about the spectator element of the sport as well you know you don't get to know these girls you don't get to follow their progression because there is no progression they you know come onto the scene at 15 once they're allowed they they win everything around them and then they disappear yeah brilliant stuff there from Sinead today our winter olympics expert Sinead O'Carroll was no surprise to hear that depth of knowledge that she had on the coach and the stuff going on behind the scenes we also had Tarek Panja of the New York Times on he's done some brilliant reporting on this story over the last week or so and we broadened it out you know it wasn't just about this it was about whether we should be comfortable with children competing mm. and being put in the I mean, spotlight that, in this way you know there's a lot of stuff there was a lot of stuff going on in this conversation today which is very hard to be honest to distill down into one one minute long clip for you guys but it's all out there for you yeah and you know it's there's it, it got boiled down in the the world's pub in the public consciousness down to this one 15 year old girl but the fact of the matter is that we're asking 15 year olds to deal with a lot of shit once every four years uh in the olympics and i think it's not a bad conversation to have to just re- uh, ask ourselves once in a while is this really what we want uh are we really happy to stand over it um as we but- outline it's not just it's not by accident that very young kids who are pulling these great feats off in a sport like figure skating i mean we, it was outlined today how the moves that are being rewarded at the moment in that sport can only actually be done when you're a kid in, in a lot of cases at 18 19 it's too late so it just you know none of it none of it seems very yeah, it's not a bug it's a feature um mm. unfortunately that's the way um figure skating has gone and gymnastics have gone so hopes that governing bodies and sporting federations will will look at this take take a moment and actually try and have a wider conversation about where their sport is going. I mean, we can hope for it, but we it would probably do all of our mental health good not to expect it. It's a good chat anyway, and it's waiting for you right now, as is all the football coverage and US Mayor from the Super Bowl, and access to our full archive of Second Captain's World Service episodes. Sign up now. A lot of you, some of you at least may have signed up, and for whatever reason have veered away at a certain time but you're you're always welcome back that's all i'm saying secondcaptains.com it only takes a minute thanks murph thank you Owen. thanks for listening which one is that that's the second time it's gone off never go home they never go home they never go home those those, those boys the second captain's world service it is not war and death and famine it's not that at all it's the opposite of that. It's to persuade the world outside of that. That's why sports are important. Hold up. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.